mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is it normal to have nosebleeds? Is it normal to feel crazy horny? Is it normal that my ribs hurt this much? Is it normal to suddenly start hating vegetables? Is it normal to be so tired all the time? Hello and welcome to Is It Normal? The Pregnancy Podcast with me, Jessie Ware. This podcast is aimed to be a helping hand that talks about symptoms, worries and alleviates the fears that many pregnant people have during pregnancy and around birth. A place for frank, open and positive dialogue. We are now at 28 to 30 weeks and I'm joined by consultant obstetrician Jess McMicking to talk about some of my symptoms. And we also have some questions from other pregnant people too. Everyone's got different things going on. Hi again, Jess. Thank you so much for coming back to us. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me back. So Jess, this week, I'm 29 weeks pregnant, but I was scheduled in to have an appointment with my midwife at 28 weeks pregnant. So that was bloods taken. Um, I've actually moved on to a home birth team so I kind of met a new midwife so she kind of took some more information but yeah there were bloods taken she kindly didn't do my weight which I appreciated (laughs) a lot because I know what's happening but I don't need to stand on the scale so she seemed to think that it was okay to not do my weight which I appreciated and we just had a discussion and got to know each other and um, some of the symptoms I've been having My husband has pointed out that I am rather tetchy, which I think is highly unreasonable of him. And I barked that back to him. And I I like to think I'm rather measured usually. But yeah, he's been like, babe, are you all right? Like, okay. And then you do, he does the chill out thing. And then you're like, I am chilled. Anyway, so I think maybe my hormone levels are a little bit kaput. And also my body odour is unbelievable now maybe it doesn't help that we're using like these natural deodorants that I'm sure are really brilliant but Jesus Christ and I can smell it and I smell like a teenage boy with onions under my armpits it is disgusting and I am so offended by myself is that normal Jess well I mean I guess from if we break it down so with the irritableness and the the moodiness I guess is what your husband might be channeling um, I I think, you know, what they have to understand or what everyone has to understand when uh, you have a, a pregnant partner or um, a friend is that, you know, their body's in overdrive. You know, they're two people in one set of skin. And so, of course, you know, you're going to be depleted in energy at times that we're not necessarily depleted in energy. You know, you've got lots of 
hormones going around, you've got lots of blood pumping around, you've got a baby that's eating your share of food. And I think those are sort of easy enough things to um, help explain that, to be honest. You've got to also remember fatigue Thank and tiredness. <laughs> that's okay. High five in the background. Uh, no, but also, yeah, fatigue and tiredness. You know, we can't discount that at all. And, you know, people always say, oh, you've got that pregnancy brain. You know, that, that's not so great for the self-esteem as well. So, I think all these things contribute and I think that's perfectly normal and natural to be feeling that way. Thank you. I'm also very clumsy, which again, is that quite common? Like a bull in a china shop. Yeah, actually, it's known that you you lose a bit of your sense of balance in pregnancy. So what happens is your ligaments mm. do undergo an element of stretch and relaxation, but in that you lose your sense of balance. So yes, it, it is actually quite common. And that's why in some cases we might say, you know, actually hopping on a bicycle is probably not the best thing to do right at the end of the pregnancy because you do you do have an altered sense of balance. So it's not your eyesight, it's your balance. (laughs) And not wearing high heels and doing a dance routine for a television show, which is what I had to do last week. And I smacked it and then kind of like, kind of went like a baby foal and was like, oh God, I was fine. Everything was fine. Um, But yeah, don't wear high heels, ladies and and, and people, don't don't wear high heels. Um, So yeah, apart from that, I'm feeling all right. B.O. Hormones, yeah. is it all related oh, to the look, hormones? I, I'm going to say that. I actually don't know the answer to that one. I don't know if anyone else does, but I, I, I would say, yeah, let's just blame it on the hormones, that one. Um, you know, maybe you've got a little Thank bit you. more surface area. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that might. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, God, break know. my heart. Yeah, probably. <laughs> actually, definitely. And when does this glow that I don't feel like ever joined me, when does that depart? Because now we're into the third trimester, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think everyone's very different in their glow and when it comes and how long it lasts. But I I think what a big part of it is actually feeling comfortable within yourself. And actually, you'll just naturally glow and that will continue on. And if you're feeling safe, comfortable, happy, that will continue all the way through. And I think that's a big priority. I think we can all get caught up in worrying too much and you know this is the point of this podcast is is this normal or not but actually you know what if we can all feel safe and comfortable and know that we're all sharing similar things that glow will definitely last and listen I'm not uh, you know I I deal with the problem so don't worry people can still come and approach me and they won't smell onions I hope and I hope it goes (laughs) yeah anyway um so something that I've got booked in this week 29 weeks I have my anti-d appointment at the hospital which is an injection for rhesus negative can you just condense that into knowledge that everyone can understand what is rhesus negative and what is the anti-d injection that i'm about to have okay i'm going to do this very very simply and i think if there's any clinicians or midwives listening they might laugh at me but the way i think about it okay is that your rhesus negative which means on your red blood cells you have these negative sort of antigens and so what happens is if you conceive this baby that's rhesus positive your sort of negative sort of cells on the outside when they come into contact with it build up a bit of an army and they sort of like "Mm, you know you're not the same type as me we're going to recruit our sort of army together and so in that pregnancy actually they don't fight too much but it's the next child you have that if you conceive once again another rhesus positive baby your negative cells are just going to attack that baby so much that the baby gets what we call hemolytic anemia. So it's just all the breakdown of their own red blood cells. 
what the anti-D designed to do is to calm your army down. It like coats it. It says, you know, let's be peace here. And it prevents that fighting. Um, and that's the way I describe it, Jesse. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I, I appreciate that. So, I mean, why do you then get it at this point? Is it because there's more potential of you going into early birth and then their blood being mixed with your blood at that point? Because at the moment... They're not yet. So that's true. They're not mixing. Uh, we're not mixing bloods at the moment, right? Well, they say that actually at this time, sometimes, even if you're not going into labor, there can be a little bit of mixing of blood. So that's why. So they've identified at this time, at 28 weeks or into your third trimester, there is that risk that that can happen. And that can be, yes, because of preterm birth or just spontaneously a little bit of mixing. And so that's why it's always indicated. Now in the UK, we just give one sort of dose at 28, 29 weeks. In other parts of the world, we give a smaller dose, but we give it twice in third trimester. So it it does depend on where you're living around the world for what the rules are. If at any stage in your pregnancy where you had significant bleeding, um, so it's not just a little bit of pink on wiping, but it's actually bleeding and they think it's coming from inside your womb, they'll give you an extra injection of the anti-D. And will you get another injection postnatally or not? So that will will depend on a blood test that they do because what they want to do is see, you know, how much um, of your baby in your blood potentially mix. So they do a special blood test and that will then determine whether or not you do get it. Yes. Okay. Okay. But potentially you and your baby have the same blood type yeah and then it doesn't matter it wouldn't matter but because we don't know we do it to be safe yeah so if your partner was rhesus negative and you're rhesus negative you can only have a rhesus negative baby so you won't actually need anti-d um these days you can also if you're rhesus negative you can do a blood test um at around 14 to 16 weeks to determine what your baby's blood group is wow um and that's available yep so that's quite new uh, um, to the is same. that available in the NHS? Not on, uh, in some centres, but not necessarily all of them. Okay. Um, some hospitals will do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, thanks, Jess. And um, something else that the midwife brought up with me is that it, between 28 weeks and 32 weeks, I should be considering getting the whooping cough vaccination for my baby. Why do we have to get it at this time? And what is whooping cough? And why would it affect the baby badly? Yeah, so I think, I mean, without going too much into whooping cough, because I'm not an amazing respiratory physician, but what we know is obviously whooping cough, um, it it can be quite a significant illness in the fact that, you know, you can be quite symptomatic with this horrible cough. But if you think about it, giving it to a newborn baby, that, that, you know, is even worse. You know, that's obviously watching a poor little baby cough its life up, you know, develop a fever. It's really, really stressful. It's something we can prevent with the use of a vaccination. And so that's why it's definitely something that's encouraged. Um, so women will often be offered it even after 20 weeks, they can be offered it. Um, and it's something that's easily done. It's an injection. It's safe. It's proven to reduce your chances of getting it and therefore spreading it to your baby, but also there's that antibody transfer over to your baby, providing it that extra protection once it's born. Um, And so it's definitely something that we encourage um, because we know of the benefits. Thanks, Jess. Well, that's enough about me. Let's leave it um, up to some other pregnant people to give us some more symptoms about what they're experiencing between 28 and 30 weeks. 
Hi, my name's Emily. I'm 29 weeks pregnant now with my first baby. And um, for a few weeks, I've been just waking up at really much earlier than I want to. So 5.30, 6 in the morning and then not being able to get back to sleep. What's all that about and how can I do something about it? Because I'd really like to sleep until the alarm goes off. So that was Emily with a bout of insomnia so she's waking up too early and that is just what none of us want to do is that normal in pregnancy Jess yeah I've got a lot of women under me at the moment that are really suffering from um, bad insomnia and I think the way I've been trying to break it down is it is it because something physical is happening in their bodies or is it everything else going on in the mind? And from a physical point of view, you know, sometimes it might be that, you know, the bump's just so uncomfortable, you know, they're not using a pregnancy pillow, you know, they're tossing, turning, the environment of their bedroom, you know, isn't facilitating a really good night's sleep. From a, I guess, a mental point of view, it, it, some, so, some women really have so much racing through their minds um, and it's working out what is it that's keeping them awake. Is it that they're anxious about their baby right now? Is it they're worried about the birth? Is it they're worried about the postnatal period? And I think it's, it's really trying to talk about and be open with yourself and listen to what those anxieties might be um, and then obviously being able to seek the right type of help in order to help you um, get through those anxieties. Um, Other techniques um, that I've been sort of talking to women about is thinking about, well, how can you relax yourself before you go to bed? You know, do you take a bath? Do you listen to this really good song that chills you out? Do you have a cup of tea? Um, Or is it, you know, avoiding specific things in the evening? So avoiding stimulating yourself, maybe it's, you know, switching off the phone, um, those sorts of things. And I think if you can work through a few of those, you may find that it it is just a little bit easier to sleep a little bit um, more through the night. I don't know your thoughts on that, Jessie, at all. But I mean, I get woken up by my children around five thirty, so <laughs> they're my. I forgot to add that one. Yeah, that's yeah. your environment. That's your environment. That's, that's my environment. So I mean, my my husband is being very sweet and kind of letting me try and have a lion. Which I mean, our lions are seven thirty, and then I feel tip top. But I am really bad at doing too much stimulation before bedtime. Like I'll be watching Netflix. I'll be writing emails like I need to I think especially nearer to giving birth just have space in my mind and Mm. be able to just give that and you know I think what I'll do nearer the end is I'll be listening to birth visualization kind of tapes tapes oh my god when did anybody listen to a tape um like mp3s that I'll be listening to those kind of um recordings to try and like get me prepped and in the zone but you know that won't suit everybody but it also just it's my my husband used to nod off in hypnobirthing when Gary Motha would uh, the lady that we used to go to she'd be doing these visualizations of birth and I'd be there kind of trying to take it all in like a good student and my husband would be snoring next to me um so yes (laughs) both of you can benefit (laughs) you and your partner can benefit from a good visualization and recording Mm. imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So... We have two more voice notes from different pregnant people. And the first one is from Natalie. Hi, um, I generally feel good most days, um, just tired on others. Um, I've got gestational diabetes. Um, I had that from 16 weeks. Um, and I'm also currently taking aspirin for um, a low PAP A hormone issue. The questions I have is uh, I have a horrible taste in my mouth, which I've had from pretty much the beginning of the pregnancy. Um, I was hoping that it would go along with like the sickness and things, but it's still with me and I just wondered um, why that is. I've also, for the first time, been suffering um, with nosebleeds over the last couple of weeks. And that's something that I never experienced with my other two pregnancies. And I wondered why that's the case um, and if it will stop. And my other um, symptom is I have got horrible varicose veins in my uh, left leg um, that stick out and they're horrible and also sometimes cause me discomfort. My question is, will they go completely? I mean, I'm, you know, I'm being realistic here. I realise that they'll still be visible, but will they still like protrude out my leg the way that they do um, now? And it's it's really horrible and upsetting. But will they go once the baby is born and I've lost the weight that I'm carrying at the minute? Firstly, Natalie, I love that you were like, I'm feeling really good. And then you go and then you list off like four different things. So I hope you're all right. Um, and I, I love the stoicism and the upbeat. I mean, you know, I feel like you've got lots of bits and bobs going on. So um, I hope you're all right. Um, Jess, first on to the taste, metallic taste. Yeah. So they give it a fancy name. It's called dysgeusia, dysgeusia. Correct me. I, I, I'm not very good at pronunciation, but it, it does get a fancy name. And actually, it's quite interesting hearing from Natalie because it typically got, it only occurs in the first trimester. So I'm really mm. sorry, Natalie, that it's gone all the way through. Mm. Um, what they say is it, it's just it's one of those things. Once again, you just blame it on the pregnancy, you know, what's happening within the body. Um, it, it's obviously not harmful. Hopefully, Natalie, still able to eat foods you know and achieve a well-balanced diet but what she probably will find is it may disappear 
appear now between now and when she has a baby or once the baby's gone. Um, but it, it is just a hormone related thing yet again. Um, yeah. Oh man. Okay. Now on to nosebleeds, which actually, Natalie, I, I've, I have them. I wake up not with like a streaming one, but when I blow my nose, I've got blood in there and that happens very regularly at the moment. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, so nosebleeds, once again, super common. Um, what women often find if they just blow their nose, out comes a bit of blood or they actually have a proper nosebleed. Mm. Um, that's because one of the hormones, so it, we know it's progesterone we're going to blame for this one. And what it does is it basically causes relaxation of the blood vessels. And what that can do in areas such as the nose where there's a really thin sort of mucosal lining on the blood vessel is it just allows some blood to escape. Um, and so nosebleeds, although they can be scary, um, they are harmless. It's not going to harm your baby. Obviously, if it's a really heavy nosebleed and you are worried, that's when you need to do definitely um, seek medical review because it might be that, you know, the nosebleed needs to be sopped. And that can be done through a little cautery type um, stick that either an ENT surgeon or even I'm sure a GP could do that um, for you. But that's, yeah, it's obviously not a pleasant symptom, but it does happen. And lastly... We've got varicose veins. Yeah. So varicose veins, it's unfortunate that they've happened to Natalie and they can be an absolute pain. What we know with veins, especially in our lower parts of our limbs, so not only legs, but also the vulval area can be really prone to having varicose veins. Um, what happens in pregnancy is you obviously get this huge, you know, surge in blood volume. So, you know, your blood volume expands a lot more. Um, you get a lot more blood circulating around. Um, what happens is our vessels become very dilated. It's harder to pump that blood back up to your heart because, you know, your uterus is one there, but also, you know, there's just so much more blood circulating. And so it can pool in areas. And obviously, most commonly, that's in our legs. And that's where, you know, the veins get stretched and they get a bit floppier. And then you end up with these varicose vein type patterns. Um, it, it's really difficult when they do occur because obviously, one, it's that whole cosmetic type look you know it's summer you know it feels horrible but also it can happen in the vulval area which can be quite uncomfortable as well what we know is once you get the baby out and actually you know maybe that your weight returns a little bit more back to normal varicose veins can disappear so hold in hope there um, obviously we know we can use compression stockings to help push that blood back and um, stop the varicose veins from worsening but they should settle down following the delivery of your baby thanks jess and natalie sending you loads of love and she also she also mentioned their gestational diabetes which we covered in the previous episode 26 to 28 weeks if you want to listen back to that if you are if you have been diagnosed with gestational diabetes and you want to hear a bit more what Jess has to say about it lastly we have a voice note from a 30-week pregnant person hi I'm Sophie and sort of for a couple of weeks now since about week 28 I've been experiencing this awful pain in my ribs just under my boobs it kind of feels like it's right in the middle and underneath underneath my boobs and it kind of feels like everything's raising up from my stomach and there's this big pressure ball. But sometimes it can cause a really, really sharp pain, especially at night time when I kind of roll over if I am sleeping on my side and then I change sides. It kind of is a really sharp shooting pain just in my ribs. It's really painful and it happens quite a lot and it doesn't really go off for long periods of time. 
So just wondered if you could explain a bit about what this meant and what this was. Sounds painful and awkward and horrible. Sorry, Sophie. Jess, is, is this normal? Have you had this before? Uh, I I think what what we have to understand and um, in a situation like this is, is it something to do with the baby and the baby's position? So what we know is obviously, you know, babies can be in all sorts of positions. And what we find in some women at this stage in their pregnancy, the baby might be head down or in that cephalic position already. And what's right up the top is all of its limbs and it's kicking and whatnot. And so, you know, a slight kick from the baby sometimes can cause that pain under the ribs. Mm. It really can. And these babies can be quite short strong at this gestation if say your baby was in a breech position at this time um, because obviously babies can still move about lots and lots it can be that head that's sitting up there and that actually sometimes I've heard women describe it as like it's like a balloon like you know right under that rib cage Mm. and putting pressure on Mm. it and then of course if we're sort of squashed down and we're hunching over you know doing work where that baby's sitting it, it can provide all these sort of twinges or rib type pains Obviously, you know, if you're experiencing pain in your chest or your rib area, you obviously want to make sure it's nothing scary. And so making sure you're not short of breath, your heart's not racing, what we call palpitations. Mm. You don't, you know, have a cardiac history that we should be like, oh, should we investigate you further? It's just ticking through um, all the boxes and then obviously getting assessed accordingly. But I think in this case, I think it's probably related to the baby's position. Mm. But obviously we would assess her and go from there. Thank you. And thank you, Sophie. Um, Now, what is going on with the baby between 28 to 30 weeks? Yeah, so this is obviously the third trimester. And so what we see is the baby grows quite a lot. And between 28 and 30 weeks, the baby's actually now about a kilogram, which is, you know, quite significant um, when we think about the whole pregnancy as a whole. Um, And we won't use horrible vegetables to describe the baby now, but it's what they say a pineapple now. So it's a good... It's a pineapple, so it's sitting inside. And obviously, you know, by this stage, this is where your baby develops that characteristic type movement. You know, it might be your baby goes crazy at night time. It might, you know, kick after breakfast. Your baby will start to develop you know, its pattern of movement. Um, and it's really nice at this stage because you will feel a lot more movements. And that's because this baby is a pineapple. It's much stronger now. Um, it's kicking away. What we know is obviously your baby at this stage has developed all it needs to develop and it's just its growth time now. Um, and so, you know, that can be quite nice. You know, each day counts. You know, it will have a little bit more meat on its bones every, every day going forward now. Um, and that obviously holds great stead for a healthy baby at the end. Thank you, Jess, and um, thank you to everybody who contacted us. We hope everyone's feeling okay. We hope we've helped some pregnant people out there uh, with some of the symptoms to show you're not alone. Now, from 30 weeks to 40 weeks, we will be doing episodes weekly in the sense that it will be 30 weeks, 31 weeks, 32 weeks, 33 weeks, because we have so much to pack in for these last 10 potential weeks of pregnancy. We'll be talking about places of birth, induction methods, pain relief methods during labour. So there'll be loads to unpick in there. The episodes will probably be slightly longer with loads of different experts, along with our resident consultant obstetrician, Jess McMicking, 
and our midwife, Izzy Borton. But it will be loads and loads of conversations around different options for you. Hypnobirthing, C-sections, epidurals, VBAC, breastfeeding, all of it is going to be in there and we hope we can help you prepare for that day of birth. We'll see you next episode, which will be 31 weeks. See you later, take care. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com